Welcome to Wolf Dens, Dogs in the Den, your weekly insight in the fastest sport on four legs. One of the biggest weekends of the year in Greyhound Racing just went and we're here to unpack it all. JC, how are you, mate? Very well, Rich. How are you, mate? Good. You were two from three last week. You're tipping very, very well, mate. So keep it going. Meatloaf once said that wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you got some more tips for us today, which is going to be great. Yes. Two from two this week, hopefully. Awesome. Let's go and have a look at our show rundown. We're going to start with review of Saturday night, the three big group ones. We'll talk about the Rookie Rebel. We'll talk about the staying race to Fanta Bale and then the big feature on the card, the Australian Cup. And then we're lucky to have Corey Smith jump on the everywhere man for the Meadows. He's going to come and chat with us, which would be great. Always love getting his insight. And we move to Richmond this weekend, back into New South Wales for the feature racing. We're going to talk about the heats of the Oaks and the Derby. And then we'll also have a bit of a look at the markets for those races. Um, and then we'll get your tips and we'll wrap it all up and, and roll on to next week. Sound all right? Sounds good. Let's cool. rip. Let's rip into it. So let's start with uh, the rookie Red Bull. So this was a 600-meter race, which quite a few dogs that didn't make the Australian Cup, they got into. Mm-hmm. And we're going to watch the winner here, which is Raider's Guide jumping out Ready of the go. pink. Yes, Raider's Guide here jumped on terms with them. A key moment in this race, the seven dogs stomping. Look at him crash hard towards the rails. That just caused a minor jam up in which Raider's Guide let rip, going out of that first turn, put four or five lengths on him, came bail. Um, showed great tenacity to push underneath Hector Forley and Fast Minardi, and right there he fractures his hock. Um, so I was very sad, very sad. But Raiders guide, terrific win. Uh, he, yeah, one by, what, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty, thirty lamps, who knows. But Father Rick again, he's running another huge race in a, in a group one, another placing. Fast Minardi runs third and, and Hector Forley finishes off. So, um all kudos go to the Raiders guide. And uh, if you back Kane Bale, I guess it's what could have been. Yeah, sure. Let's get rolling to the Fanta Bale, the Stayers race. The King, Palawar, he's done it again. Gets himself in bad positions. Loves it. Watching yeah. box five. There he goes. Misses the start again. Customary bad beginning from the King, Palawar. Um, Drill Sergeant once again straight on the bunny. Uh, he's racing in really good form, this dog. Key moment in this race here, Zinzan Chopper, box two, slightly runs off there. Palawa gets underneath him. As you see, the four here too, Lena Jinx, South Australian, she runs off, just gets him close enough from there. He's in front of Zulu Blast there. Once that happened, it's pretty much game, set, match. Uh, he was, there's another important point in this race here, about the 600-meter boxes. The four South Australian, Lena Jinx, she likes to use the tracks we just saw. He sort of decelerates, happy to go backwards to get her underneath dogs and then um, comes through rails here. Brilliant. Zulu Blast flashes home. But once again, with Zulu Blast, he has bombed the start in a big race and he's cost himself any chance to win. So, um, and, yeah, yeah Palawa sure. King, New South Wales Greyhound of the Year. Well huge, deserved. Huge season, huge season, yeah. So, uh, you know, he's been super exciting. All right, let's move to the big one, the Australian Cup, won by Tim Zhu, jumping out of the one box, spelt Z. Oh, oh, Taronga. Um, another very important, I feel like all these races were like by millimetres. Launch cone box three just begins well enough there at the start to hold out the four, my magic man and Fernando Phil. She pretty much runs cover for both Tim Zoo and Scalacci. Scalacci burns straight to the front. Uh, Tim Zoo gets on his backside here, comes to the outside, finishes off too strong. Um, brilliant by Jason Thompson. We'll speak about him with Corey later on. Uh, wins his first Australian Cup and got Tim Zhu to peak on the big night, 29.71, personal best. What more is there to say? He is a freak. All right, we're joined by the closest thing the Meadows has to Tom Brady. He's the quarterback of the Meadows. He's in everything. Have you ever been compared to Tom Brady before, Corey? 
Absolutely not. But uh, I reckon that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. It's usually on the other end of the spectrum that I, I get called names, but I'm happy with that. Real happy, actually. Very good. So I want to talk about Jason Thompson because he obviously won the Australian Cup on Saturday night with Tim Zhu, another great athlete. Um, and he's not far off the Tom Brady of Greyhound Racing, right? He's very dominant. I saw, I heard something that he's had 25 finalists in Australian Cup and never had the winner until Saturday night. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. I don't know the exact numbers, but I think he's had five or six runners up as well, which it just doesn't make a huge amount of sense given the fact that it's in his backyard. He's won so many races at the Meadows. He's won your Perth Cup. He's won your Easter Eggs. He's won your Hobart Thousands. He's won just about every big race there is to win uh, throughout his unbelievable career. And to not have won an Australian Cup until the weekend, I, I know that one just nagged at him a little bit and they were absolutely thrilled to win it on the weekend with Tim Zhu, who, if we're honest, he probably wasn't even in their top three or four seeds going into the series, despite the fact that he's a Melbourne Cup finalist, the Warrigal Cup winner, uh, but he got the job done when it mattered. Yeah, fantastic. And can you just give us a bit of an idea about Jason Thompson, probably the best ways to compare it to horse racing terms. Is it a bit like, you know, Waller or Kieran Maros on all that, his dominance? Uh, his dominance, yeah, I would say so. Those kind of camps have the bigger sort of stables, though. So Jason Thompson would probably never have more than 20 greyhounds in work at any <laughs> given time. And it's a bit more of a boutique sort of, a bit more of your Peter Moody style uh, yeah. when he came back. He's, he's planned to to kind of come back into horse racing there. So a bit more like that, I would suggest, but his dominance levels have been phenomenal given the fact that he hasn't had huge numbers throughout his whole career. And interesting point with him as well, his son, Ben Thompson, very successful jockey, rode a lot up in Queensland and whatnot. Now he's over in Hong Kong, got a contract over there. Yeah, group one winning uh, jockey. So there's a plenty of talent that rolls through the family and his, his other kids, Holly and Luke, are fantastic and they'll be trainers for the future as well. And uh, it's just a it's a phenomenal family and, and the way they present themselves, the way they carry themselves in, in any sort of media, uh, in any sort of opportunities that we ask of them is really impressive as well. So uh, they're, they're a camp that we love having in Greyhound Racing and, and some of the stuff that they... The resume, you just... It'd take us half an hour to reel through it, just reeling them off one by one. Yeah, awesome. Mate, let's move along. So the two biggest takeaways you got out of the Cup Carnival, are you able to share them with us? Uh, I, I think that the three-week series was a really nice change. Obviously, previously, we it was a two-week series. You had to win your heat to get in. And then this year, you had to finish uh, the top four in the heats, then you go through to, sorry, top three in the heats, then go through to the semi-final and then top two into the final. I think it gave opportunities to greyhounds that might have missed out. Otherwise, Tim Zhu runs second in his heat, comes out and wins an Australian Cup. So that's probably my biggest takeaway from it. The other one that I think from a club point of view, we need to work on, there wasn't any interstate Raiders for the three-week carnival. So mm -hmm. whether that's just because of the crop of greyhounds at the moment, um, Jay's Jay might have come down, he was injured. Yeah, you had a couple in in Val Policella and Palawar King for the distance events. And then the Rookie Rebel was uh, a top three, dominated by Interstate Raiders as well, but none for the Australian Cup. So it's one of those things that we'll go back and work on as a club and, and see whether we need to um, kind of get on the front foot a little bit more, a bit further in advance and try and get some of these Interstate Raiders down or whether we're just happy having the Victorians because it was such a strong series. Yeah, fantastic. And what was your best run of the carnival? Uh, Palawar King, I think, in in the heats of yep. uh, the Fanabale. That run was absolutely insane. I copped a little bit of flack on Sky for saying it might be only February, but that'll be tough to beat as a run of the year. I know the times aren't there, but I swear that dog knows where the finishing post is yeah. and manages to get himself in front every single time. And if you could have one characteristic in a greyhound, it'd be that to always know where the finishing post is, isn't it? Because it, it just makes such a difference. 
Yeah, obviously I love early speed. Palawa Kings are the, the complete opposite of that, but he's a greyhound that he just loves to watch and endears himself to fans a little bit like a, a Shataka or a Pakistan star for the thoroughbred listeners. They, they they just get back and they just manage to get, get the job done when it matters. Yeah, unreal. And what was your dog to follow out of the carnival? I've actually got a few. Um, I, I struggled to probably narrow it down to one. Explicit's obviously the one that won the Tem Lee. He was a little bit plain in the semifinals, pulled up with a, a minor injury. So I think you can still follow him with a huge amount of confidence from the Jason Thompson kennel. He's still young. Another young greyhound is probably Mapunga Award. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was tipping him at 41s all in, and he ended up being the second reserve for the Australian Cup. And Maybe he was a little bit plain uh, to the eye in his Australian Cup consolation, but this is a dog that has a huge motor. Maybe it'll be over further that we see his best, but he's an absolute star. And then another one, I just said before, I like early speed, Riendo, just electric early. She's only around the 21 kilo mark. She's tiny, but she's got a big heart. And I think if she finds herself in some easier races, you'll be able to follow her as well. So explicit, Riendo, Mapunga Award, all for varying reasons of the dogs that I want to follow. Brilliant, mate. Thank you. And just to finish off, what's next for the Meadows? What's the next big carnival that we should all get involved in? Uh, it'll actually be a little while. We've, we've probably got our off-season uh, that we're, we're calling it at the moment. The maturity in July will be our next big one. Uh, but at the Meadows, we're also um, joined with, with Healesville Greyhounds. So we've got plenty of exciting uh, races coming up at Healesville, particularly in March with the, the Emerald, which will be a massive race as well. That's a little bit different. You, you have to qualify on time. So there'll be hopefully be eight four-dog heats and the fastest eight go through. So it could come from two heats, uh-huh. could come one from each of them. So a little bit of an innovative sort of way of doing it. That's our, our next sort of big race under the MGRA banner. Fantastic. And then in the springtime, there's uh, the Phoenix and the Top Gun and all those kinds of races, yeah? Yeah, exactly right. Towards the end of the year, uh, we, we get into the big races. We have the top guns. We have your, your Phoenixes, the world's richest race, as you mentioned, and then it gets back around to the Australian Cup. I'm sure it'll be here in no time, but planning starts uh, this week, basically, after finishing up the Australian Cup. Unreal, mate. Hey, thank you so much for your support over the last few weeks. We've really enjoyed the carnival. You guys have done a great job, and, um, yeah, we'll keep touching base as we go forward. Sounds like a plan, fellas. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for all the support of Greyhound Racing. It's, uh, it's awesome to see you guys on board. Thank you, mate. Bye-bye. Thanks, Corey. How much of a legend's Corey? He's been great to us, hasn't he? We crave that insight, as we like to say, um, and everyone in the den surely uh, will get around Corey, and hopefully we can bring him back on towards the middle and end of this year. Big races. Absolutely. Spring. So the Australian Cup Carnival is out of the way, so we have to move forward. We can't look backwards. And the big races this week are on Friday night at Richmond. We've got the Oaks and the Derby. And we're going to start having a look at some of the heats to get us prepared. And just tell us the conditions of the Derby final. What's the... Uh, is it for dogs only and age and stuff? Yes, dogs only. Um, I'm pretty sure this one's probably around that 36-month age especially, mm-hmm. and also the futurity. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think Embrace is a bit older than 30 months. So yeah. I think it might be 36 months. Um, and, yeah, Derby's for dogs and futurity's for the – or Oaks, sorry, is for the um, females. Bitches, bitches, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. First one we're going to look at is Heat 2, Shanghai Susie jumping from Box 2. She did just that, Rich. She shanghaied out of the lids, railed straight to the front, never looked back. Uh, brilliant run here. Fastest qualifier, 29.60 if you don't mind. Should be very hard to beat in the final. Zipping Teresa finishes off well in second place, as well as Mai Hepburn, uh, Box 6 here. She finishes off in third place. And all these three will line up in the final on Friday night okay so there was a couple other heats we're not going to watch them no but we're just going to bring up the results and you might quickly tell us what was interesting in them first one is heat one yes group one winner embrace here she won her heat 
2962, which was just a tick off Shanghai Susie. Uh She almost got video honours, but she just missed out. Poor embrace. She's very well boxed in the final, box eight. She loves the Fairy Floss box. And then the last of the heats, heat three, was in the sky for Jay Opatea. He got two winners on the night and he's got two big runners in the final. So good good luck to him, young kid like myself, just trying to do our Bradman best. Uh, and 29.70, the third, the third qualifier, third fastest qualifier. Uh, the top two in that race made the final. Uh, the six, Walicha missed, unfortunately missed out, being the slowest third place runner. So that's the wrap of the Richmond Oaks. Cool. We've got a market. We've also got a box draw. Let's roll to that and tell us what you think. So Shanghai Susie, is it good for her to be out of the box two in the final? Well, Rich, funny you say that. She hasn't lost from box two. She's had three starts mm-hmm. for three wins. Uh, and it's got a hard, it's hard to see her losing this race if she begins the way she has been recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my Hepburn is probably got to be one of the bigger improvers here. She was three weeks in between runs there and she was having her first public look at the Richmond 520. Uh, and what we touch base on there with Embrace Box 8, she has won a Group 1 from mm-hmm. Box 8. Uh, she's the most experienced dog in this field uh, and potentially the, the class runner of this race. She's just, despite her liking box eight, she's probably going to have to sit two or three wide going to that first turn. And I uh, just don't know if they can run down Shanghai Susie there. So I think the market's got that absolutely spot on. Okay, beautiful. Let's keep moving. We're going to go to the Derby. So first up, we're going to watch in heat one, Go Bears. Once again, out of box two. Flew the lids. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Richmond, um, since they've done the redevelopment there, the track has gone from a 5.35-metre start to a 5.20-metre start. Uh, much shorter runs that first turn. So box speed is imperative. Um, he was brilliant here. The dog in box one, young dog here, Mr. Perigina. Um, he wanted to use the track a little bit. So I think in the final, he's drawn box eight. He might be well suited out there. He finishes off well enough here but go bears fastest qualifier in 29.42. unreal all right quickly have a look at some of the other heats not going to watch them we're just going to see the results and you can tell us what you thought yes this is heat two heat two won by furnace 29.51 the second fastest qualifier zipping novak probably the class runner across the entire series uh run second had every possible went down as a very short favorite so i'm sure there'll be a few filthy punters watching this show um he ran 29.60 he makes the final as does peaky joe 29.88 and uh, let's move to Heat 3. Heat 3, not without, 29.63, the third fastest um, qualifier. Uh, both Bowers Ace uh, run second there and Zipping Caleb will also make the final. So, um, yeah, not without, nice young dog. Has had eight starts for seven wins. Uh, only time he lost, he run second. So very competitive derby final. And let's bring up the market for the derby, please. What do you see here? Yeah, well, Zippy Novak probably goes up favourite purely off the box draw um, and his class. I thought he had every possible there last week. It just doesn't – well, not doesn't seem, but he just didn't seem to uh, go with Furness early. I think Furness is the value in this race. He's $5. Uh, he'll take great benefit from that run. It was his first start at the track publicly, I might add. Not yep. sure if they've trialled there. Uh, and Mr. Peregrine, he's a, a nice young dog. He's only had the three starts. He's won t- two of them and he's uh, obviously placed there behind Go Bears. Um, I think Go Bears six dollars obviously was the fastest qualifier, but Box Seven makes it hard for him. Um, he might give a nice cart into the race for Miss Peri- Mr. Peregrine. Sorry, so uh, I'll be with Furness and Mr. Peregrine. Maybe equal stake the pair at five dollars and, and get a result six to four. Okay, unreal. We're ready for your tips, mate. What do you got? Yeah, looking to keep the momentum rolling yep. from a from a lucrative week. Uh, Hobart race five number five. Bridwood Violet, awful maiden rich, awful. 
maiden race rich, sorry, with many of these runners well and truly having their chance to break through. Um, he was very unlucky on debut. She got smashed out of the lids. She just had a sex change there. <laughs> Better in her second start when running second uh, to Diane's beauty. Uh, she's a bitch who's quite large, 31 kilos, quite a nice size um, for a bitch. She should only improve heading to Hobart, more spacious track, and I think she'll suit stepping out to the 340. So she'll be very hard to beat. And Albion Park, race nine, number two, Cincinnati Lana, just finds a really weak race here once again. Many of her rivals are coming out of Masters races. She brings the best form in this race. Two starts ago, she runs second to Inevitable mm-hmm. in 29.99. From her nine starts from box two, she's had three wins. I think she'll be very hard to beat. So those are my two bets this week, keeping it nice and easy. It's a bit of a difficult Thursday night, so... Got to play it a bit warily and uh, hopefully go two from two. Unreal. So um, we'll be back next week and we'll review the Richmond Derby and Oaks and we'll also start looking forward to the Perth Cup and the Galaxy. The heats of them are on over the weekend as well, so we can have a look at them. Correct. So, yeah, best dogs from WA. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any interstate dogs going over there, but we'll find out when the fields come out. Uh, there will be heats run and one. Mm-hmm. Finals will be done. Our finals will be covered next week. So, yeah, looking exciting. Uh, looking forward to it. And, yeah, Golden Easter Egg also. Yeah, that's on the horizon. Yep. Yeah, and with the Golden Easter Egg, I'm going to – obviously, Ladbroke sponsor Wentworth Park and we have a good relationship with them. So I'm going to try and organise something where maybe we can get a few people out there watching to come down on Golden Easter Egg finals night. We might have a, a bit of a party down at, at Wentworth Park and have a bit of fun. Sound Sounds right? good. Hopefully yeah. Shannon Knowles there again. Yeah, that'd be great. That was a good you night. Can, you'll, you'll be the leader of the pack. You'll have to try and find us some winners, but you know. That's what I'm good at doing. That's what you're born to do. Correct. Unreal. Great Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> Great place to finish. <laughs> Thanks for your support. We'll see you next week. Up the den, go the dogs. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.